Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Going in raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Fox, and you're watching Going In Raw. You like that? What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. <laughs> and you are going in Smackdown Live. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Randall, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, notify bell next to it, and make sure you're always getting your Going In Raw content. What's going on over there, pal? It's Mike's all. Again? Well, still, I didn't fix it yesterday. Oh, my goodness. You want me to help you with that? No, no, no. Let's carry on. Oh, man. We're also available to Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Look at this, Larson. Look at this. For wait $20. I'll wait till after the show. They're on one to make noise. For $20, you get bang. Friendo, friendo, friendo care pack package. Friendo, package. Friendo, friendo care package. Look, look, look. Look at that. Great comic book. Stickers, poster, postcards. All signed by yeah, us. Yeah, I don't know about all that. <laughs> it's $20. $20 one time. You give us money. We give you that. I feel like you're overcompensating right now. I can't do anything right today. Steve only had one cup of coffee this morning. Are you going to produce whiteboard? Yeah. Despite me? Just despite me. What's the uh, topic? Like, before the show, he was like, yeah, Steve, I feel like you didn't have energy yesterday. Like you're my fucking boss or something. You're the one that brought it up because he said you only had one cup of coffee this morning. Yeah, I know. And you're like, yesterday, did you only have one cup of coffee? I feel like you didn't have any energy. And I was like, really? I felt great yesterday. Okay. It's just today. It's just today. you're like, matter overcompensating. Well, because you were I'm in about monster that. truck mood. Look at this. Oh, I hope that erases. So what we have here is... You know, that's not coming off. Is an asshole. Yeah, but this isn't coming off. We think we ruined whiteboard. Fool. I... D- you're so dumb sometimes right there there's asshole <laughs> that comes off this comes off it just needs some products oh cleaner. all right all right that's why i had to then go to the dry erase markers all right just making sure but no oh, we go. i'm sorry you're not an asshole man i love you love you too all right 
Anyways, uh, what are we talking about today? I like they have the erasers on here. That's nice. Where, did you stay up and watch the uh, the elections come in? The election results? It's uh, like one of my favorite things. I'm, no, I, I didn't. I only generally do that for national elections. But I did uh, check out uh, Sack B's website um, before I went to bed to make sure what happened. It's very exciting in my, like for me personally, to watch election results come in. I don't know why. I oh, no, I generally, I generally like it too. But generally yeah. I, don't, I don't stay up. And, I mean, it was, a, it was kind of a small, it was like primaries and yeah, stuff. Yeah, primary stuff. So. But anyways, yeah, it was fun stuff. What did you think of SmackDown last night? It was a fun show. Um, yeah, I liked it. It was fun. It was cool. Um, let me get the notes and just double there's, check. There's a, it. right off the, the bat, we get uh, this Carmella promo where she says she's going to um, show the world the true Asuka. Oh, that's right. We had Charlotte versus Becky Lynch last Yeah, night. it was a really good match. That was cool, too. Um, and it's, it's, it's just interesting in the approach to writing character from Raw to SmackDown where you have Sami Zayn saying, I'm going to expose Bobby Lashley for the fraud he is and it's this convoluted ridiculous awful crap yeah Whereas weird Carmella, Instagram yeah, fan club yeah, stuff yeah and then Carmella says um, you know I'm gonna show the world who Oscar truly is and it's all based on what competition what happens in the ring yes and instantly it's far more interesting yeah yeah, no I, li- I liked it a lot I like what they're doing with Carmella man yeah, I like man. her yeah man I feel like uh, I feel like she's probably gonna retain somehow at Money in the Bank, that's going to be my early my early prediction. All right, I still have a week. I still have a go home to watch next <clears throat> next week. But uh, no, I feel like and I like this. And then I liked, I really liked because they do they have to toe this really sort of this this line with Oscar. She did lose to Charlotte, and now Charlotte's dropping. You know, I know she's she's, she's eating losses left and right. Yeah, which I think is great for her little story. Yeah. Again, all competition in ring based. Um, so I think they're doing a lot of good. What? Of no, good. I thought I saw something on my shoulder. So I think they're doing a lot the of good take. stuff. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And yeah. It's all based on what's happening in the ring. Yeah. So anyway, she comes out. She talks about Oscar. How she is uh, not undefeated. She is now defeated, Oscar. And she says, it "Used to be nobody was ready for Oscar. Now everybody's ready and for Oscar." She starts Asuka. saying, "You're, you're ready. ready. Yeah, you're ready. That was you. Good. You're ready. I'm ready. Everybody's ready for Oscar." Yeah. She made everybody raise their hands if they thought they were in fact ready for Oscar. Yeah, but then what did they do to counter that to ensure that Asuka didn't come off as, you know, not quite as dominant as she was before? Uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville come down. They challenge Asuka. Individually. Individually. Uh, Paige comes out and says, Asuka, who do you want to fight? Asuka rips the microphone away from Carmella and says, both of them. Oh, it was great. Yeah, it's like I loved that it. Uh, segment in uh, NXT. Yeah, it was fantastic. Regal, you know, proposed a similar... A scenario to Oscar said, so "You get to pick your opponent," mm-hmm. and she says, "I want both of them." Yeah, I thought that was fantastic. Yes, and the match happened right away. Carmella moved to commentary, did a great job. She's really doing a great job of embodying her character uh, and, and and performing that character on yeah. air. Um, completely believable, wildly entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex C here in chat, and the Patreon chat makes a good point. He says, "Oscar unmasked should on paper should have on paper been terrible." But that's how good SmackDown is. They made it good. It's because they just made it simple and about competition. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah. And, and then it, it made it captivating because it, it, it made what happens in the ring important. I feel like so much of what happens on Raw, what happens in the ring is just kind of secondary to all this crap storyline. Plot stuff. They want, they want to just... They just want to shoehorn plot. Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't have to be all like that. No, it, you know? just be about, it should just be about primarily competition. Um. And yeah, and here's another thing too. We're three months out from April, May, June, like two months out from WrestleMania. 
they're still getting mileage out of this Oscar taking the loss from Charlotte. Mm -hmm. They didn't just drop it and move on, which, you know. On Raw, they probably would have. On Raw, they might have done that. They have they have milked her loss, which was a big deal, for everything it's worth, not just with her, but then the expectations were set so high for Charlotte that her downfall, losing the title via the cash-in, losing... Uh, clean to Carmella. Clean to Carmella. And losing to Becky this week, but also you have Carmella saying, hey, uh, Charlotte beat Asuka. I, Carmella, beat Charlotte twice. Therefore, I am not only better than Charlotte, I am better than Asuka. You have three women yeah. getting involved in that one storyline. And if you look back at that Carmella victory over Charlotte, as meaningless and as weird as we felt it was at the time, it is fitting into her story because mm-hmm. she's taking losses, her confidence is down, and she needs to figure it out. That's all been part of her story. Crisis and confidence. You, you, exactly. That's exactly what it is. And you have to... You have to figure that, wow, that Carmella loss was actually the first part of a long-term storyline, you know, in terms of a couple months, in terms of an actual storyline that's yeah. playing out yeah. based on, like you said, entering competition. That's, yeah. real, that's, real, that's good know, writing. It, yeah. Um, my, my issue with Carmella, uh, Carmella being Charlotte wasn't so much her winning. It was just how quickly the tides turned once Charlotte tweaked her knee on that mood. No, I agree. It wasn't executed as well as it probably should have been. Yeah. But the the end result, that didn't bother me. But also, I mean, so it I told you I think yesterday we've been watching we've been watching The Shield. Mm-hmm. And one of the character arcs in that is there's a sort of nerdy detective named is a Dutch. And uh he cracks this like huge serial killer case and just like kills it, right? He's like great, brings down the sky, killed like thirteen people. And in the immediate aftermath of that, he loses his touch. And then he has to find a way to get his, you know, his detective skills. Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, similar thing with Charlotte. She, she. You reach the highest of highs, and then that pressure just collapses you. Yeah, and then you discover what you have left. Exactly. Yes. And I like, I like that for a storyline. So, granted, yeah. yes, the execution wasn't, you know, all that great. But even, even the general idea of whoa, Carmella just beat Charlotte clean. That's odd. Mm-hmm. And it was odd, and it felt weird. But now, within the grander scheme of this, the actual storyline that they have plotted out for her, there might actually be some some damn good storytelling in the future for this women's division because so far we've seen some really good stuff. Yes. So yeah. Anyways, uh, the match is on. It's Oscar versus uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. A pretty fun match. Uh, mm-hmm. The end sequence was actually awesome. Hey man, both the, both Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. They're crisp. Yeah. They're pretty good. Yeah. And I also noticed two things. I, I noticed, well, I noticed one thing last night because of two bits. Um, Charlotte's spear on Becky Lynch, and then I think it was Sonya Deville's spear on Oscar yeah, 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 last yeah. night. What, like, the women's division are, are hitting those spears better than... Than, than, <laughs> than somebody who has the yard over on Raw, huh? <laughs> right, yeah. yeah I know. I'm like, oh, like, I haven't seen spears like this in a while. These are, yeah. like, really well-executed yeah. spears. I so, mean, it just, it just stood out to me because I was like... When I saw this one, because I actually watched the first half hour last just because of what I was doing last night. And so I saw Charlotte Spear first, like, oh, I mean, she always, I, I always, I've always liked Charlotte yeah, Spear. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, and then when I saw the Sony DeVille, I was like, holy crap, Oscar yeah. sold the shit out yeah, of that. That I was know. really good. The whole end sequence leading up to the Oscar lock I thought was outstanding between yeah. Sony DeVille and, and Oscar because yeah. Mandy Rose got kind of knocked out of the match. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there was like a couple of reversals and and so they were trying to gain the upper hand. Ultimately, led to the Oscar lock. So yeah. tapped out. Oscar wins. Yeah. Um, all in all, a really fun match. Uh, Carmella gets in the ring. At one point, she she uh, distracts uh, 
Oscar, and then gets on the announce table, does a moonwalk, starts dancing. Mm-hmm. Very charming. She was also on. She was also on commentary. A, yeah. Commentary. Yeah. I thought she was doing a banging yeah. job. Um, so Carmella gets into the ring. Uh, Mandy Rose tries to attack Oscar. Instead, she eats a back fist, swinging mm-hmm. back fist, and then uh, Carmella hits Oscar with the title, it's poses tight, over, yeah. holding the title high. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, after that, we had the Miz backstage, and he was approached by uh, what's his name, Mister Bootiesworth. Mister Bootiesworth, who has a, a, a platter of pancakes, a bunch yes. of pancakes, and the Miz, the Miz was on the verge of cracking up during this entire thing, um, and uh, he's like, "Ooh, you know, you better be careful. You don't want part of my what did he call it, Miz Fu, Miz Jitsu, or something, something like, that. like that." Yeah, and uh, and then the New Day come in, and uh, they say, "You know what? We apologize." We've been a little overboard. You just want to know who, uh, which, what did he say something about? What member? Which, uh, we're going to sh- show you which member or something like that? When our, when, the, when our member is revealed. Yes, that's it. Something like that. And then the missus rephrase it. And he said, which one of us is going to compete yeah, for money in uh, the bank? I think Big E had a hat. Yeah, like a top hat. Yeah, a top hat. Probably <laughs> Mr. Booty's worth. Yeah. And then, you know, there's pieces of paper in there. And so they, were, they asked Miz. To draw the name mm-hmm. of which member the New Day was going to be in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Right. So, Miz is about to do so. They go, hold on, pull his headband down you over do his a eyes. blindfold. Yes. And in the process of that, they switch out the hat from one with little pieces of paper in it to one filled with pancake batter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, the Miz puts his hand in that. His pancake batter. He gets upset. And he starts uh, yelling at the New Day in the, in the process, like... Shaking his hand around everywhere, so everybody gets pancake batter all over him. Yeah. It was pretty good. And at one point, like it wasn't getting on. I think Xavier Woods. It was Xavier, yeah. And so he like really did an yeah, exaggerated movement, so it got all over him. Yeah. It was great. Uh, and then he had like one little extra bit. Oh, then he turned to leave, and he like wiped his hand on on Mr. Bootiesworth. Yeah, Bootiesworth. And he said something else, and he had like. The biggest like want to smile look on his face, and then he just walked off. It's obvious they're it's obvious they're having all sorts of fun. Yeah. they're so they are so flipping good. I really appreciate it, and I, I'll, I'll get to this during the main event. But Big E and his little mini stare down with Samoa Joe oh, started man. getting me on the page of I need to see that Big E because once we get that big E, I can see him with the big title Mm because I want that for Mm -hmm. them and I want that for him. Mm -hmm. Um, But I thought it was really, really good. Uh, After that, we had uh, Harper versus Versus Carl Anderson. Hey, man, you start getting jacked. You start getting opportunities. You get wins. I know. Carl Anderson pulled out the roll-up win. He dominated pretty much this entire match and just got a a roll-up win over Harper. Yeah. Luke Harper. Man. Carl Abs Anderson. They're not winning the titles, but no. I'd be surprised if uh, Gallows picked up a, a, a win in similar fashion over Eric Rowan. That's next probably going to happen next week. Yeah, but ultimately, Bludgeon Brothers, uh, as a unified force, are going to destroy the club. Good for Carl Anderson. Oh, I know, man, picking up a win, man. No, that's good. I hope. I hope that I want it, man. I want to see the club back in after, prominence, man. After they lose to the Bludgeon Brothers, I want them to pick up more wins. Yeah, be back in the title picture. Yeah, man. And they need to interact with AJ. I know AJ's doing his thing right now, but they need to yeah, interact I know. with him. Yeah, I know. Well, it makes sense, you know, g- given AJ as leader of Bullet Club's history with Nakamura in New Japan, I mean, it makes sense to have Gallows and Anderson involved in that mm-hmm. in some capacity. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, next up, we I'm had... I remember, did, uh, during, for AJ and Nakamura's match at Wrestle Kingdom, did any Bullet Club members come down the ring with AJ? Oh, I'm I don't trying, remember. I'm trying to recall. I don't remember. Because usually someone would. 
I remember though, man, how cool is it back when the Young Bucks used to wear like the face paint and stuff? They looked so flip, so cool back then. I mean, they're still cool. Don't get me wrong, but man, the Bullet Club just came off as like super dangerous back then. Yeah, now they're kind of just a goofball mess. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no danger in Bullet Club anymore. <laughs> Not really. No, unless it's like Tama Tonga. Uh, anyways, next up we had a really fantastic Naomi and uh, Usos. Jimmy Uso. Jimmy Uso promo. Um, in like a really moody area of the yeah, arena. Yeah, there was there were there was somewhat backlit and there was some fog or this smoke. This was cool, man. Yeah, this looked really atmosphere. cool. And they have like really good chemistry. I mean, obviously they're married, but you never know. Like, you know, you could be married and not have on on screen yeah. chemistry. Yeah. Um, but they do mm-hmm. and uh they were just laying it down to uh the the Rusev Day team. So this was originally advertised this match as a six person mixed tag match. That's right, yeah. And they decided to not do that. Yeah. Yet they were kind of framing the match as who was the best married couple on SmackDown. But there was only one married couple. True. Involved in that match. Because they needed to put Rusev in this. Well, they felt like they needed to. I'm guessing they wanted Rusev Day to take the loss, but they didn't want either Lana or Rusev to actually take the loss. Yeah, and I like the story. Is this going to be the beginning of the breakup story? Probably. Aiden English losing his voice via super kick. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking, man. Anyways, yeah, that's who it was. It was Jimmy Uso and Naomi versus Aiden English and Lana. Lana has improved uh, her in-ring work noticeably. You know what? It's it's funny because it's, it's, she has. And it's, it's tr- I noticed it most, not so much in terms of how she's performing her moves, but knowing uh, exactly when to uh, focus on the psychology of a tag team match, getting her opponent uh, out of her own corner into her and English's stuff like that. Her level of comfortability as a wrestler in the ring is the most striking thing for me mm-hmm. that, I, that I've noticed. It's not necessarily like, you know, the technicalities of like her moves and stuff, like you said, but it is, it's, it's <laughs> her just feeling very comfortable mm-hmm. because I, I wonder if before... When she was in the ring, if number one, she might have felt like a ton of pressure. Um, Probably. And number two, like in terms of what her character was supposed to be coming off the heels of, you know, being a really, really solid manager for Rusev to doing the weird Dolph stuff to being a competitor in the ring, sort of not understanding okay, exactly who am I supposed to be? It seems a lot more clear now. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's honestly, it's not like, oh, you're supposed to be this. It's just she seems to understand who she is as a character in the ring that seems to have been have come into focus. And so her work just seems all the more confident. Um, so I don't know. I just I get that. I get that feeling. Anyways, uh, yeah, the Usos pick up the win after uh, Aiden English uh, got Delta Superkick after. Well, Naomi did. Naomi, like, that was perfectly that, framed. I know. The that direction was, was great. great. I know. Because we were exclusively focused on Aiden English and Jimmy Uso, and the camera was just wide enough, um, but just tight enough to exclude Naomi getting up on the top. But it still looked like she basically fell like from the heavens. She fell from the heavens because she like leapt yeah, and then like fell into frame on the Aiden English. It, it was, was great. It was really like unexpected. And so she did that. He gets up, eats a super kick, and then, you know, gets the three count on him. And then he starts grabbing his throat, you know, and obviously that's going to be a thing. He was playing mm-hmm. that up so mm-hmm. much. Yeah, he got punched in the throat and they, and once. They, and yeah, another, another they foreshadowed it yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Another move that hit him right in the throat. Too. Yeah, that was cool. 
Uh, next, we had a Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles contract signing. And thankfully, they didn't do it in the ring. They did the boardroom approach. You had AJ with Dean Malenko sitting next to him. Yes, a Dean Malenko sighting. And Nakamura, the, he had Adam Pearce sitting yes. next to him. Uh, Paige was sitting at the, the, the head of the yep. a conference table. Um, kept it brief. Mm-hmm. Uh, kept the, uh, the violence to a minimum. There was mm-hmm. just one slap. Uh, Nakamura was really messing with AJ. Mm-hmm. Dude, all that pen stuff. Oh, yeah. My pen doesn't work. No, this one's out of ink. Paige goes to grab it. He throws it aside. <laughs> he asks right. AJ to borrow yeah. his pen, and AJ gives it to him. Yeah. And he says, this one's broke. Yeah. And AJ gets upset, slaps him. Yeah. Um, Malenko takes AJ out. Uh, Nakamura just opens up his suit jacket, pulls a pen out, inspects it for a bit. Well, this, the, the slap was great, too, because we were on a close-up of Nakamura when the slap happened and you just see this and that's what the crowd is seeing too so you just see like you know nakamura smiling all arrogantly and then you see this hand come in and just whack him and the crowd went oh so and then they went to wide shot and page like yells at aj they're carrying him off he's hot and it just i don't know it had this it it had like i don't know a feeling of I don't know. It was just really well done. The mm-hmm. drama was the mm-hmm. drama was there. The intensity there was, was there. There was simmering tension the entire time. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Do it in such a large scale in the middle of the ring. AJ's getting to a breaking point, and Paige is Paige is adamant that this match will have a winner. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about it is that they're being very definitive about this match has to have a winner. It needs to have a winner. What if the winner is uh, Money in the Bank cash-in? Um, I mean, the setup is perfect. It's a last man standing yeah. match. Yeah. So that means somebody in SmackDown is going to win, huh? Mm-hmm. So Miz or maybe Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe would probably make the most sense given what he said a few weeks back. Yeah, but we've already said. He touched the briefcase. Too. I know. He touched it. I think. He... But then it makes more sense for the Miz to cash in on Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I know. But also, here's the thing, though. Have we? Well, we had Miz AJ like a while ago, kind of, didn't we? I mean, we never had a full blown feud, though. We never had a full, bl- uh, yeah, full blown feud. So I could see. I mean, what they could do, what they could do, is Miz AJ. Meanwhile, you have Nakamura Daniel Bryan. Yeah, here's another situation. And have a way, find a way to weave those in and out. Yeah, and, and after you get Miz. That's strong right there, and, man. And this, too, after you get Miz AJ out of the way, given the events of the main event last night, mm-hmm. you could easily pivot to Miz Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could do that, or you can have Samoa Joe versus Big E. You can have that mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. happen. So there's a, I mean, look, here's the thing. All those pieces, and even, like, you can toss Rusev in there, which I would appreciate. I don't think they're going to do that, though. I, yeah. think, I think they still see Rusev as, like, a, like a mid-mid-card guy. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all really good pieces that they can play around with a lot. And we're not even mentioning New Day winning the, the, the briefcase and yeah, cashing no. in, too. Yeah, exactly. What if, they, you know, during the, the last man standing match, both AJ and, and Nakamura are down, uh, New Day come out, all three members of them, and two of them pin each guy. Yeah. Yeah. That'd and then they're all champion. Yeah, I know. That'd be good. No, that'd be something else. I, think, I mean, it's it's... There's a lot. There's a lot of really fun, creative stuff they could do right there, and I hope. I really hope because Money in the Bank. That's supposed to be the place where like the unexpected stuff happens. Yep. And I feel like so last year it was oh last year it was Ellsworth winning the women's one, Ugh. and then it was Corbin winning the men's one. And yeah. There was no cash in or anything. Yeah. That was they really dropped the ball on that oh, because yeah. like you think about years past when like Dean cashed in on Seth, that was really good. Um, 
you've had things like that happen. Mm-hmm. So I hope they I hope they really take advantage of, of what they can generate do. some some legitimate excitement. Right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of exciting, next we had Charlotte versus Becky Lynch. This was fantastic. Great storytelling. Oh, this was amazing. This was really um, good. They started out the match just kind of yeah, some some gamesmanship, a little one-upsmanship mm-hmm. in terms of just pulling off moves. And about halfway through the match, they do a little tea thing, mm-hmm. saying, hey, we're still friends. But there wasn't both, any real yeah. striking or anything going yeah. on. Never really got to the point of intensity where you know fists or forearms were being thrown. But mm-hmm. that changed. Yeah. They both try to kick each other at the same time. And grab the foot. And they both decide on the count of three, we'll let go. And they do that. Um, and then, yeah, it was just a, a lot of – I mean, you look, you got to figure these two are on the road with each other. They've probably been – well, itching, going back to the, the their days in NXT together. Yeah. They've probably been itching at this opportunity here, and now they finally got it. And they when really is Charlotte going to stop doing the moonsault? Because she never hits it. Uh, you know, man, that's a flair thing. You know, when was Ric Flair ever going to stop getting on the, that's the, true. the, top, the top rope? The top turnbuckle. It always, 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 always cost him the match. Yeah, exactly. Never worked out for him, at least. So, uh, again, another great finishing sequence where Charlotte was going for a uh, figure eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Becky countered it into a disarm her yeah and charlotte tapped yeah it was good it was really good and afterwards great uh showing off they're still friends mm-hmm. a hug and then uh becky poses in the ring before we go to commercial but what a nice little story you know yeah. it's like they're best friends but this money in the bank thing is coming between them mm-hmm. it's it's simple it's perfect we can Doesn't be competitors be title. we yeah. can be competitors but at the end of the match we could still be friends. And Becky Lynch, especially like on her social media and stuff, she's really pushing that she really needs to win this. Like she has yeah. to win this. But does by her winning last night disqualify her from Maybe. winning Money in the Bank? I kind of feel like it does. Possibly. Maybe. However, man, how great would a Becky Lynch cash in on Asuka be? And then like now you've ramped up mm-hmm. the Charlotte thing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, again, a lot of really yep. good pieces they can play with there. Uh, next, Samoa Joe, again, proving that he is probably the best Mike guy in the entire business. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah. Gosh, he's incredible. Who was the interview with? Dasha. It was Dasha. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, he was really good. He's saying, you know, you know, you probably heard that I'm all these things. Yeah. Well, it turns out, essentially, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's what yeah. he said. Yeah. Um, I'm like, come on, man. I've seen you on Twitter tweeting out pictures of puppies. I know, fostering animals and stuff like that. <laughs> You're not a bad man, Samoa Joe. No, but he plays a bad man really well. Yes, he does. Uh, next up, we had a much. This is this is probably my own, the only low point. Hey, yeah, this next bit was good. The, yeah, this was this was my low point. So I think Big Cass is decent on the mic these days, but man, they really do not need to have him on the mic as long as they did last night. Cut. More or less saying the same thing over yeah, and no, over again. I know. And it was where they started. I'm going to keep interrupting. They, it's where they staged it on the top of the ramp. Oh, that was probably the most that was the that was the most egregious of errors they made is that his back was to the crowd. He was on the ramp. The camera guy was like right here. And so he couldn't look at the camera guy. It it wasn't three fourths. It wasn't like over here. It was right here. And so the entire time he has to do this. Yeah. He's looking Anywhere but the camera. Yeah, I know. It was really odd. And he couldn't engage with the crowd at all because his back right. was to them. Yeah. Yeah. That was an odd bit of staging. Like, you know what? Try something new that's totally fine. And if it doesn't work, that's cool. Just don't do it again. Mm-hmm. You know? And But to try it on something that took that long, because he was talking for what I felt know, like I know. a very long time. A lot of it, he was just repeating himself. He's got that goofy blue suit. This one fits him better, though. <laughs> I mean... From the first one, yeah. Yeah, because the sleeves of the jacket don't go up it's to still here. still goofy, though. It still feels goofy. Well, because he's so tall. Yeah, he's goofy. 
Anyways, yeah, there was, a, was there like a SmackDown house show somewhere else? Because like Daniel Bryan wasn't there. There's somebody else missing that I was like, that's odd that they're not there. I forget who it is. Yeah, where's Daniel Bryan? He's had a night off. I guess so. You're going to protect that head. Yep. I thought there was somebody else. Nope. Anyways. Um, Next, we had a Sin Cara interview. Yes. Where he's talking about how he's known uh, Andrade Cien almost since he, he was, was like, 14. Yeah. Um, this it, was interesting. Zelina Vega, she showed up and she started saying, you know, that silly mask of his. I made him, you know, I mean, or she said something like I, I convinced him that, you know, that's the past and you need to focus on the future, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. In a very condescending way about the I mean, because, you know, the mask is a big thing in oh, yeah. culture, obviously. Oh, yeah. um, and he would come out wearing the mask, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but then he would take it off as soon as he got to the off. ramp. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a feeling this is going to be a killer match oh, next yeah. week. Oh, yeah. Two guys who legit have known each other, I'm assuming, for a very long time. Um, and Sin Cara, I, I just, I kind of wonder if Sin Cara maybe throughout the majority of his WWE career, and I know there's been two guys that have played him, but this guy has been around for a while. Oh, yeah. I wonder if, I wonder if he's a guy who just needs like a, a, a really familiar matchup. To, to really show what he can do. To show what he can do. And I can't think of a better guy than Almas, who's like one of the best in the ring right now. Mm-hmm. This might be a super killer oh, match. Oh, I hope so. And I man. hope they give it a lot of time. I know. Me too. I think, and I hope that, yeah, I hope they do. So uh, Zelina Vega says, I went to Paige, made a match next week. Andrade Almas versus Sin Cara. And then Andrade attacks Sin Cara. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, I'm just looking forward to this match. Oh, I heck like, yes. I know we've like, you know, it's, it's easy to sort of clown on Sin Cara a little bit. There was the... What what was the thing with Sin Cara? Wasn't like a soda thrown at somebody or something like that? Oh, that was the the Simon, Simon Gotch. Gotch, yeah, incident. Who threw the the soda? I think Sin Cara did. <laughs> what what was where did the fart noise thing come from? Wasn't that? Sin oh, we Cara? made that up. That was someone else. Did. Oh no, that was he Sin was Cara. making. Wasn't yeah, he making yeah, yeah. weird noises on yeah, a bus? Yeah, yeah, and we just thought it would be funny if it was fart noise. Right? Yeah, but he was saying he was like being obnoxious on a bus or something. Yeah. So we've heard about. it. I don't even know. Is that the same Sin Cara as it is now? Yeah, it is. it is. Okay. In any event, this match is going to be killer. Oh, I think so. Uh, and then we had our main event, New Day versus Samoa Joe. Tons Rusev, of fun. And The Miz. Man, I know we talked about this last week, but and it, it's, it's so funny to focus on tag teams. We get into this groove of, you know, we, the singles competitors, the, the male competitors in WWE that we focus on, Seth Rollins, AJ, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, a couple other guys, right? Sami Zayn, maybe, Samoa Joe as saying, you know, some of these guys are just like some of the best in the world. Like you can include Seth Rollins, AJ Styles in there with, you know, Okada, Omega. Mm -hmm. I I do. Mm -hmm. I totally Mm -hmm. do. Um, Because the tag team scene isn't maybe as solid as it is outside the WWE. You know, you see guys like Killer Elite Squad. You see guys like obviously the Young Bucks, Mm -hmm. the Golden Lovers. Mm -hmm. It's really easy to overlook, especially with the comedic nature of their act, the New Day. But holy crap. Oh, man. The last two weeks, they put on incredible Seriously. matches. Seriously. Yeah. Their whole feud with the Usos, incredible matches. Incredible matches. And then they get the, they get in there even with guys like, you know, with guys like Samoa Joe, The Miz, and Rusev. And the New Day are just doing these. That bit where Kofi did the... Oh, the trust fall thing? Did the trust fall. And Corey Graves said that was like an optical illusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it looked like he was teasing going forward, but he went backwards. Yeah. That was crazy. I know. All sorts of little things like that. I'm like, holy crap, this is one of the best tag teams on the oh, planet. Oh, Fibar was on the show last night. Fibar. Fibar. 
They weren't on the show last night. That's no. right. I was thinking of somebody. Um, but uh, yeah, so it broke down. It broke down because I was really happy that they did that they did it the way they did it because on Raw, my beef was it's the Shield, it's Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. They should not be losing matches to teams that are just thrown together. Mm-hmm. They really shouldn't be losing any tag team matches, but they're they shouldn't be losing against a thrown together team of Elias and Jinder Mahal. Yes. And so I was kind of worried that you have the New Day, right? One of the greatest tag teams of all time. One of the greatest factions of all time at this point. Um, in there against a thrown together team. A fantastic talent. Yeah. But a thrown together team, New Day should win. Oh, yeah. And they got out of it by having that team that was thrown together. Implode. Implode, you know, which is sort of a natural thing to happen. The yeah. Miz inadvertently threw some pancakes at Samoa Joe and Rusev. Rusev, Machka kicked them. Uh, I forget what Samoa Joe did, but Samoa Joe. Eventually I think it was just, a senton. Okay, and he just left. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was senton. And then they, and then both Rusev and Samoa Joe just left. They just left. They're like, we don't need this, which of course allowed the new day then to pick up the win over Get Miz. The midnight hour, pin the Miz. Right, but during the match itself, my God, there was some there was some real fun stuff happening. The just new, that stare down between Big E and Samoa Joe. That was great. man, I mentioned that at the, towards the beginning of the show. That stare down right there when they sort of are circling each mm-hmm. other and you see that look on Big E's face sort of switch from goofy, lovable Big E to 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 man, I'm about to face Samoa Joe. That's the kind of opponent that I think would really if they if they want to go down the route of Big E as potential WWE champion. Yeah, and I know yeah. we talk about them free burning the WWE title, but Big E seems most likely to be the guy who actually holds the title and keeps it. I wonder if I wonder if they would maybe freebird the 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 briefcase the briefcase but get together at the end of the day and say this is the WWE title it has to go on one guy we can't really jack around with it like we you know mm-hmm. this is a serious thing yeah um because then you risk bringing the WWE title into sort of a more comedic element yeah and i'm not sure you want to go there to well, maintain its legitimacy no i understand that but the new day have always done a really good job of of when there's time to be comedic, mm-hmm. yeah, they do it and they do it really well. Yeah. But they always know when to bring the intensity. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They've always the whole feud with the Usos, that Hell in a Cell match. Mm-hmm. There was no well in the beginning. There's a little bit of comedy. Yeah, but when it got down to it, they were intense and they were serious. Yeah, that's I don't I, for me. That's <coughs> never been an issue with them. I'll put it this way: if if the other two rallied behind Big E as sort of the actual guy who holds the title, I would not be upset with that because I think you're also potentially creating a massive the, the potential for a massive single star with Big E yes. as well. Yes. Um I mean I think the idea of them having the WWE title is is all sorts of fun though. Um but no, a guy like Samoa Joe who's really going to test strength for strength with Big E, which is Big E's thing. But man, you know, that sequence where Kofi did the trust fall and then you got like a suicide dive from Big E. Oh, he does that spear through the ropes. Yeah. It's so much fun. I know. And it's like in coordination with everything they're doing then you have Xavier doing his thing. In coordination with all that, they all really do bring something that's unique to each guy, but fits in with everybody I else know, so well. I know. And just over the last two weeks, I've seen, I've just, I've seen, I've been reminded of that, and it does seem like they are trying new things, even at this stage of the I know, game. I know. When they could easily be coasting. Oh yeah. They're putting on matches that are getting the crowd into it big mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun to watch. So yeah. Anyways, good stuff. Fun episode of SmackDown. If you haven't seen it, check it out. 
You want to answer some questions, Steve? Yes, yes, All yes, right. yes. Dylan the Villain Scribner. Draft time. Steve, you're the GM of Raw, and Larson runs SmackDown Live with alternating picks. Pick uh, three main event men, two tag teams, and two women superstars from any promotion, any promotion, mm-hmm. to put the best product possible. Thanks, friendo. So any promotion. Okay. Uh, who has first pick? You go first. Oh, I go first. I SmackDown Live. Yeah. Well, that's tough. Any promotion. Any promotion. Tell you right now, I got to take Seth Rollins number one. Okay. He might be the most over guy in the company right now. In all WWE. And he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. If you're the most over guy in WWE, you can get over anywhere. So So Seth Rollins number one. He's on SmackDown Live. So now I'm going to pick. What am I going to do now? You pick. Well, whoever you want. I'm GM of Raw. Yeah, you can pick whoever you want. Any promotion in the world. Any promotion in the world. Yeah. I'm going to go with Kenny Omega. I think he's still the most buzzed about guy. I think he's still the most buzzed about guy. Everybody wants to see him in WWE. He'll be my number one pick for All Raw. Right. All right. Uh, two, I'm going to go with AJ Styles. Yeah, I was gonna, that was going to be number, my number two also. Um, my number three. Is gonna be or your number two, fourth overall. My number two is gonna be. Let's see, I got Kenny. Then I'll pick. I need. I want to get like a WWE guy. I'll pick. I'll go with Braun. I think Braun can be the face of the company. Easy. It's a good pick. Yeah. Uh, third. You know what? I'm gonna take New Day. Okay. I think they've proven they're one of the best tag teams in the world. Okay. Um, yeah. If, if, if I need a, a quality tag team, it's hard to go wrong with New Day. I'll go with uh, the Young Bucks <clears throat> next. All right. Uh, fourth, I'm gonna go with Tetsuya Naito. I'm gonna pick him above Okada, simply because I think based on the two shows we've been to mm-hmm. here in the states, I think Naito's gotten a better reception from the crowd. Okay. He's more over, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like um, that too. And he's still a really quality wrestler. So I'm going to yeah. go with Tetsuya Naito. All right. And I'll choose Asuka next. Okay. Good pick. Yeah. So I've got my three men. I got one tag team. I need two women. Oh, if I'm, uh, I'll go Sasha Banks. Okay. Um, I'm going to go Asuka and I'll go Tony Storm. Oh, good pick. Yeah. Good pick. And then. Uh, Hold on. It's my pick now. I need one more guy. Yeah. And right. you need two tag teams. Okay. Oh, one. You have, you have the I young have the bucks. Young Sorry. Bucks. Um, I need another tag team. Oh, I know, I know who my next guy is going to be. All right. For my tag team, I'm going to pick a reconstituted DIY. Oh, that's good. Um, for my uh, last guy, I'll go Alistair Black. No. Oh. I think he's going to be huge. Good pick. And then for my tag team, I'm going. Boom. Good. Good. I got to draft one more. Oh, Ronda Rousey. Star power. Okay, that's good. That's good. I need. Oh, I think I already got my women. So I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, we're good. We're both good. I think we have a lot of quality talent there. Next question. Matthew Webb. Remember when everyone said Carmella wasn't going to do well without Enzo and Kath? Yeah, man. She's surpassed. 
She has absolutely, absolutely hard work. I'm pretty. That's hard work, man. I think she's put in a lot of hard yeah, work. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I really do. I think she's taking that stuff seriously. I think it's fantastic. Um, Nicholas Grosskirth is HBK saying he's interested in one more match. Change AJ or uh, Nakamura's odds at Money in the Bank. No, no, no. no. they're not going to tie any storyline based on what HBK might do. Yeah, I don't think that's going to change anything. No, I think we'd see like a. No, I don't think I would change anything. No, I think it's going to change the thing. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Friendo Club Hunter Rook. With WWE trademarking NWO and Triple H so firmly behind Finn Balor, do you think they will try to do a new version of the NWO with Finn as the leader? And if so, who on the Raw side would you like to see in the faction? Um, probably not. I wonder if trademarks were just uh, expiring and they were uh, reapplying. But we can get to that. That's actually uh, right now one of the stories we're going to talk about Friday on, on the new show. Um, but we'll answer the second part of his question. Finn as leader of new NWO. Mm-hmm. So three? Yeah. Three members? He said... Uh, or three additional what, members? What tag team? Oh. What tag team would you like to see in that? He says Finn and the Revival, which I think is good. I I would go with Finn and the Authors of Pain. Mm-hmm. They're not doing anything with them. They're big dudes. They're intimidating. Book them strong. Mm-hmm. There's your new NWO yep. Yep. right there. And that's exactly what I was going to say, too. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh... <laughs> oh, okay. I like this one. This is from a new uh, first-time question asker. Elias's guitar tech, Josh Fields. If you could take one current WWE main eventer, and remove them from the main event scene, never to return to the top of the card again, and replace them with a mid-carder that has never had a main championship match, and they would stay in the main event scene for the next five years, who would you pick and why? And you can't choose Roman because that's too easy. That's tough then. I know, because that's the obvious answer. Yeah. So the guy who's never had a championship match, like a main like a world championship match, I'm pretty sure Sami Zayn never has. Mm-mm. I would put him in the main event scene and, and be okay with that for the next five years. All right. I think you'd be solid with that. I really do. Um a guy I would take out of the main event scene. See, the problem is Roman is the only guy in the main event scene that I'm like, wow, it's kind of weak. Yeah. Um I'll put. I'll say the guy I'll put in the main event scene is Cesaro. Oh, that's good. That's good. But who to take out? That's a tough. Part. <laughs> well, like, there's another obvious answer here, and it's Brock Lesnar. Oh, yeah. That's kind of an. That's kind of. I feel like that's a cheat answer. Too. It is. It yeah. is. It, 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 it's, I think the point of this question is it forces us to make a hard choice. Exactly. Yeah. Because on Raw, who we got over on Raw? We got Braun. He needs to stay. Seth. He needs to stay. And Finn, kind of. Yeah. Put this name out there, Jinder Mahal. He's kind of up in the upper card right now. This feud against Roman Reigns. You're feuding against Roman Reigns. You're, that's that might be the main event of Money Bank for all we know. Yeah. Okay. As much as I right. like Jinder, I think he. What if that opens the show? No. Well, the Money in the Bank match has to open the show. It doesn't have to, but one of them probably will. Just so as long as they're before the the, the title. Scenes. Yes. What if that opens the show? The men's Money in the Bank match. No. Or the Roman versus oh, Jinder. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> but I'll say Jinder just because. You can't really take Braun or Seth. 
You can't take Braun. You can't take Seth. You can't take. You can't take AJ or Nakamura AJ, or the Nakamura Miz or Samoa Joe or Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Take any. I mean, if you can take any of them out, I'll I'll say this: if you consider Miz being part of the main event scene, which I kind of do right yeah, now, yeah, I take the Miz out. He's never needed the main event scene. That's true. He's never needed it. He can go another five years, be totally fine, mm-hmm. probably get even a bigger reaction five years from Could now. Be. I'd take Miz out. He doesn't need it. He's doing great work. Um, uh, Lindsay DXHBK with HBK saying he could possibly wrestle one more match, listing AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, and Johnny Gargano as preferred opponents. Power rank the top five wrestlers you'd like to see HBK go up against. Well, there's three of them right there. Styles, Daniel Bryan, Gargano, Seth Rollins, and... I know this is sort of the Dark Horse candidate, but Almas. Okay. Velveteen Dream. Oh, that'd be good. Didn't he go to, like, Shawn Michaels' school or something? Or didn't he? Didn't mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels give him some sort of endorsement? I thought there was something between Maybe. him and Dream. Uh, let's see here. do 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 can't wait. Man. Oh, Brock Love the Cave, the previous question. Randy Orton, take him out of the main event scene. Never seen Randy Orton in the main event scene ever again. Yeah, where was Randy last night? Yeah, he wasn't there. Man, where's, where's Jeff Hardy been? I think he's got some, I think he's got a bum knee. Oof. Oh, he's uh, a champion. I know, Jushin Thunder Luger says Dean Ambrose, take him out of the main event scene. I really have to make Jushin Thunder Luger in, the, in 2K18. All who, good answers, actually better than my answer. So Take who now? Kudos. Who? Oh, Dean Ambrose out of the main event scene. Oh, yeah. He'll be back in the main event scene. Yeah, Randy Orton. I mean, I don't know. I consider Randy Orton at this point solidly mid-card. He's yeah, fi- I know. He's fighting for the mid-card, mid-card title. Yeah, you know? I know. Him, Bobby Roode, Jeff Hardy, <laughs> they, they all sort of occupy uh, Master space. of Memes, Blake Whitehouse. Is it me or Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville improving beyond expectations? Their selling is great. They're solid on the mic, and they both add a new dynamic in terms of in-ring work. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, for both of them. I can't wait to see. Like, I kind of wish last night it was, like, have Oscar run kind of a gauntlet, take on both Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville individually. Because mm-hmm. I really, I feel like they're both improving to such a, at such a fast pace. It I does them see, a disservice to I get. Know, it kind of be in a, a handicap match. Yeah, you know? but you know what? It's, it's yeah, but you're right. I, I agree with that. And I'm not speaking strictly in terms of results. I don't know if losing in that fashion really hurts them because they put up a really good fight. Yeah. I just want to give each of them 12 minutes to get Oscar to show what they can do. Are there an oddly small number of questions this, today? Yeah, it seems like it. That's weird. That is weird. I don't know, man. What did Steve Zodiac? I'm just looking for that one. Steve Zodiac Killer. What other excuses? I have even less ones than you do. That's weird. What other excuses could uh, Shinsuke come up with for not being able to compete uh, for example, no ink for contract and, no, and not speaking English. <laughs> what other excuses? Yeah. Um, uh, he could say he has hand cramps. Ever get cramps in your hand? Yeah. Literally, if I write more than like three sentences, I do. I write so little these days. <laughs> My writing skills are It's awful. awful. Trash, isn't that weird? And it's it's oddly frustrating because when you have to, when you when you find yourself in a position where you have to write something, you need to write it. I know. There's no option. There's no alternative. There. It's like I know, I know, I'm I know. only writing because I literally have to write right now. I know. Like if you have to fill out a check, <laughs> and like once I get to the the amount line, we actually have to write it out. 
Yeah. It's it's I, I I get to the point where I feel like I've forgotten how to write. The worst, dude. The worst. The worst. And you're about to go through this if you pull the trigger on your refi. Is when you're is your oh getting, I did I did do that when I had to when you're getting a mortgage. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're refinancing there, your house. You're there for an hour signing paperwork. Oh, it's terrible. And you're like, I know. That's the worst. Yep. Hand cramps. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Okay, penultimate Tommy Wiseau, Stephen Larson. I'm writing this to you um, while getting punched in the stomach while my aggressor's back is turned, which would be the best wrestling finishing move I could dole out? You're getting punched in the stomach while my aggressor's back is turned, which would be the neck breaker? No, this is what you do. So if, if, he's, if he's hunched over the, at the stomach, he puts his head between the legs, lifts up, one wing angel. Wait, hold on a second. He's getting punched in the stomach. Yes, so he's hunched over. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. Then his, his aggressor, his, his back is turned to him. Yeah. So stick your head. Oh, okay. Yeah. Leg. No, you're right. That's Lift good. Up. Yeah. Okay. One wing angel. That's good. All right. I got you. That's a good one. I would still drop a neck breaker. Go like this. One of the lame ones. But then he have to, <laughs> then he would have to. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, yeah. You just get up. Oh, or or the zigzag. Uh, just get up, grab the guy by the head, pull him down. That's all you got to do. <laughs> Bulldog. <laughs> yeah. That's good. <laughs> Those damn bulldogs on or, the uh, or a chop block. Oh, that's the worst, man. You don't want to shoot injure the guy's knee. Well, I mean, if he's punching in the stomach. Well, I, I assume it's all kayfabe. Uh, uh, CM Punk <laughs> finds it inadmissible in court. Uh, power. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good name. I know. Is that there at the bottom? Yeah, oh. <laughs> I think so. Uh, power rank guys or girls that would get the biggest pop if they won money in the bank. Top pop. Oh, okay. Top pop. Wow. Top pop. Ooh. All right. In the women's match, Becky, Sasha. I kind of feel like Becky would get top pop. She should. I would, I'd pop most for Becky. I'd go ape shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'd go, I'd go huge for Becky. Men's match. Would anybody get more of a pop than New Day? If it's booked, if it's booked correctly, if it's booked like or exciting, Braun maybe. No, I think it might be New Day. I think your inclination is right about that. If it's booked right, if it's Big E, imagine. Oh, dude, imagine this. Imagine if instead they climb the ladder. I don't know if they could do this, but like say, uh, uh, they all instead of using the ladder, like Big E has Xavier Woods on his shoulder, and then, mm-hmm. then Kofi. Would climb yeah. up and, and stand on top of Xavier Wood's shoulder to grab the, the briefcase. That, that could be awesome. That could be great. Um, I'll say this to Rusev. Mm-hmm. If it's booked right, Rusev mm-hmm. could get the biggest mm-hmm. pop as well. If New Day wins, they got to do something like that where they all kind of win together. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. That, that would, would be a cool good. moment. Um, another person mentioned uh, AJ Fate. Said, kayfabe reason why the Iconics were off TV for two weeks now. There's a lot of talent in SmackDown. There I mean, is. I know that's not kayfabe, but it's it's the truth of the matter. And they have they have two they have two women's division stories going, Carmella Oscar and Becky Lynch Charlotte. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and Fred the Shed brings this up too. Considering all ladder matches are inherently no DQ, why don't all three members of the New Day compete in the Money in the Bank ladder? No, why make the choice? Yeah. Or have the choice, but have it be quiet the entire time, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Have Do the, the stacking thing that you're talking about. Kofi drops it down to Big E, who's technically the guy. Yeah. The, the, the James Ellsworth finish, but yeah. people would be cool with it. Yeah. 
Uh, Mr. Sinister, do you th guys think a face can win money in the bank and turn heel when they cash in? For example, Bob Roode become NXT Bob Roode or Becky. Absolutely. Yeah, and if, if either of them win, I think that's going to be the case. Yeah. I'm not sure how big of a, a reaction Bob Roode would get at this point to winning. I know. You know, that'd be sad. Uh, bronze Grappling Hook, if the Woken Universe is as popular as it was in TNA, who has the better chance to go into the WWE Hall of Fame as a single superstar, Jeff or Matt? It's Jeff. Vince has always viewed Jeff as the single superstar of the Hardy Boys. It's Jeff. They will go in together for sure as a tag team, and I'm pretty sure you Jeff know, will go they, in individually. I mean, what they really should well, maybe not. Let's induct them both as a tag team and include all their accomplishments in that induction. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that, although it'd be cool if they do on that. would take too much time. Well, yeah, yeah. But they can be inducted together. It'd be cool if they did a thing where they were inducted together, but then also individually, you know. I wonder if they can in induct them together, but encapsulate their induction with both their, you know, doing that, their tag career mm -hmm. as well as their individual solo career. I mean, it's Vince. I'm sure he can just say whatever he wants. Yeah. But I'm all in at the same time, together and separate. Okay, Dad. Oh, great question. KZ, if there was a Haas-only tournament with current WWE wrestlers, who would make the final four, the final two, and win? Well, Braun would win. Is Braun like a Haas? He's a large guy. He's a monster. I'm not yeah. sure he's a Haas. Like, come on. You know, I'm, I'm very traditionalist when it comes yeah, to yeah. the no, definition of Haas. I understand. Braun is too Sloppy, muscular to yeah. be traditional Haas. Okay. All right. And let's take Braun out of it. Sort then. of like, I guess I'd consider Bray Wyatt a Haas. Mm hmm. You know, he just looks really cool. Hosses aren't supposed to look cool. Like Otis and Tucker are both Hosses. Yeah, they are Hosses. They're Hosses. It's funny, Dean is a Hoss without a Hoss body. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, he's sloppy. You're supposed to be sloppy. More Hosses. Let's see. Uh, I feel the same way about Seamus. I feel like Seamus is a Hoss, but with a jack body. Yeah, I know. Once, got, he, once got, he retires, he's going to become yeah, full Hoss. he's got Hoss mentality. Like, the Revival, I feel, are both sort of on the verge of Hoss. Yeah, they're kind of, yeah they are. I was just about to say the same thing. <laughs> Kane. Kane's entering Haas territory. <laughs> Kane's supernatural Haas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rhino, he's a Haas now. Uh, oh, yeah, he's a Haas. Victor's a Haas. No, wait. Connor. Connor. Connor's Connor. a Haas. Connor's a Haas. Um, but it's Damo. funny. Damo. Oh, he's prime Haas. Yeah. He's, he is all Haas. Yeah, have him win. I feel like a dude's name, like a dude with the name Big Cass, that's the most Haas name there is. Yeah, he's too svelte to be a Haas. Oh, though. he's not a Haas. I'm just saying his name is Haas. Yeah. Cassius Ono. Yeah. So we'll have Ono. Mm -hmm. Final four, we'll have Ono, uh, Killian Dane. Trent Seven's a Haas. Yeah. He's good, totally got Haas body. Oh, Rowan and Harper. Rowan for sure is a Oh, yeah, Haas. Rowan's for sure is a Harper, Haas. like, is a Haas that, like, you know, just goes to the gym. I know. Because he's jacked now. He's jacked. I know. He's Anyways, like uh, Damo, Killian Dane should win it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Top Haas. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does the freaking Haas splash. Or I the uh, fun, fun splash. splash. Yeah. I know. Absolutely. You want to do some trivia now, Steve? Yeah, man. Let's do trivia. How has my energy level been today? It's been good. Give me it's, a it's, grade. It's, it's, oh, uh, a solid B plus. Wow. Felt very organic. I'm a B plus player today. Yes, very, very organic. Okay, good. Um, I'll go first. 
The smoking guns were comprised of which fictional brothers? Uh, Billy and Bart. Yeah. Um, well, this is pretty easy. Who was the first WWF Grand Slam champion? I think Shawn Michaels. Very good. Uh, the Texas Cloverleaf was the finishing move of who? Uh, Dean Malenko. Yeah. It was great seeing Dean last night. Oh, I love Dean. Who is the oldest ever winner of the WWE World Championship as of 2017? It's got to be Vince. Yeah, it's Vince. Um, how many men usually competed in WCW's World War III Battle Royal? Twelve? Sixty. You're thinking war games. Oh, I'm thinking war games. Which yeah. one are you talking about? Oh, there's three World rings. World War Three. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> war games? War games? Uh, what was Andre the Giant's build height? Oh, it varied. Uh, at the end, it was 7'5". It was 7'4". Oh, that's why I said it varied. The moves. Uh, how many of Stu Hart's children became pro wrestlers? Three. Six. Whoa! I just... Uh, Brett, Owen, Bruce. Who am I missing? There's three others. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I don't get that one. Uh, who competed in the X Division title match at TNA Unbreakable 2005? Uh, is that Joe, AJ, and Christopher Daniels? Is that the match? <laughs> is this a fucking joke? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is John Cena. What the hell is that? What the hell? <laughs> you said Unbreakable 2005. TNA Unbreakable 2005. What you got, what you said I think is yeah, absolutely I think correct. That's right. John Cena. <laughs> I got that right. Why does it say John That's Cena? not a boop situation. That's like Why does it straight say up John uh, Cena? a printing Hold on, error. did I get two right or just one so You've gotten far? two. I got two, okay. Uh, you're Sorry, the answer is John Cena. The fa And it's only one person. I know. <laughs> uh, which film stars featured in WCW Uncensored 1995 Doomsday Cage Match? Wait, say that again? What? Which film stars featured in WCW Uncensored 1995's Doomsday cage match. Uh, 95 film star. <laughs> it was John Cena by himself. <laughs> um, he couldn't see his opponent. <laughs> um, Say, God, all the ones I'm thinking of are like from freaking WWF doing it. Uh, Arnold? No. Who? Jeep Swenson and Tiny Lister. Okay. They're not. Okay. Well, they're John movies. Cena. Here, you got one more question to read for me. John Cena. Uh, I got two, actually. 
Oh, Who right. was Jim Neidhart's manager upon his WWE debut? Uh, Jimmy Hart. No, Mr. Fuji. Oh. But again, this is on the same card that claimed John Cena yeah. was in the X Division. Uh, who won WWE's 1994 untelevised Royal Rumble in Osaka, Japan? Heart? Undertaker. Undertaker. Powers of darkness. Powers of darkness. Uh, who did Pegasus Kid defeat in the finals of the 1993 Best of the Super Juniors tournament? Wow. Pegasus Kid. That was Chris Benoit. I believe so, yes. 93? Yes. If you get this, I'll be very impressed. The answer is not John Cena, though. Say Owen Hart. El Samurai. Oh, yeah. So I got three. You got two. I got two. Hooray for me. Well done, John Cena. Congratulations winning the X Division title. That was great. Yourself or nobody. (laughs) Oh, man. That's fantastic. (laughs) Jushin Thunder Luger here in chat says, this reminds me of WWE's 2K18 My Career when I was in Money in the Bank against two John Cena's. <laughs> that's fantastic. Anyways, that's it for the show. Thanks that's so much it. for tuning in. Yes, thank you very much. Here, I'm going to... Hilton, Luchat, mm, hit some music, please. Well, it's Hilton. Hilton hit some music. Oh, crap. Hold on. And then I think I need to put this on. Desktop audio. There we go. There we go. Now the music. Anyways, thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Leave your comments below. Until next time, talk to you guys later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.